Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, you. Lara Marie like Shane Hall. Yeah. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, I hope your cake's up. Love it with the beat, here we go so in. Come and go with a friend, you be both win. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sexy Unique Podcast. I'm here today with a podcaster, host of Hot Takes and Deep Dives, Jess Rothschild. Hi. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. We actually recently did an episode together for my show. You guys, the listeners like may know me, they may or may not know me from out in the wild. And recently um, I launched a new, basically just like rebranded everything. And you guys can now find me um, at hot takes and deep dives and yeah, hot takes, deep dives on Insta. And that's where I am. I love that name. And then you, re- you. you re-released our episode on hot takes and deep dives. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah. And yeah. you've also had friend of the pod, Jamie Stein, Love noted <laughs> noted yeah. spiritual guru Jamie Stein on your podcast. Yeah. He was a well, real fan favorite. And you're you're you've known him for a while, right? I've known him for a while and because Funnily enough, I did not discover him. So I think people initially people got to know him. I think he did an appearance like on Bitch Sesh like yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. That's not even how I initially found him. I initially discovered Jamie because I it was during the season of Carol and Bethany's like big breakup. And yeah. I was on YouTube, like I was just going down a, a YouTube wormhole and he did a video like psychoanalyzing what was really going on. And I was just like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. And then he did one like psychoanalyzing Erica Jane. And I literally was like, I want a reading with him. So I had a personal reading with him. Like, like maybe it was like a year and a half ago, two years ago. And then cut to... Eventually, I have like a housewives podcast, <laughs> and yeah. And then I <laughs> As we all, show. it's like just an inevitable chain of events that yeah, eventually like, listener, leads to a Bravo themed podcast. Like listeners, <laughs> you're about a month away from starting a Bravo podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, if you're like, if you like psychology and just like human relations and relationships, like you too can have a Bravo podcast. As it turns out. <laughs> think I've often thought about this like what do you think the main characteristics are of somebody who is not a celebrity like I understand why Amy Schumer starts her podcast or why Chelsea Handler it's because like they're celebrities and they already have a platform based on yeah. their name what do you think the underlying characteristic is among you know I guess people like you and I and like everyone else out there I mean we can just think in the Bravo world who just starts a podcast I think you have a lot of opinions. <laughs> talkative, also talkative. I'm saying you in just like the general sense, not just yeah. <laughs> not like you in particular, but I'm sure you probably relate. Um, talkative, feel like you have a lot to say. Um, and I think confidence in your opinions mm. and like a good read on a situation and something to contribute to the larger conversation. I like it. And like a topic like Bravo shows and reality televisions, it's so rich to really dive into. Like there's just so much to parse out and to learn. Yeah. It is endless. So when you find something that's as rich of a text as like Vanderpump rules, it's like, why not just, it's like kind of the easiest thing to have a podcast about because the subject matter is there for you week to week to mm-hmm. talk about like it doesn't take much for me it's actually never taken much for me to opine for hours on Vanderpump rules so it made just logical sense and for me like my evolution was like I talk about this to anyone who will listen like I might as well do something creative with this passion of yeah. mine <laughs> and laughing. it's a true yeah. if you build it they will come energy <laughs> I think everyone should have a podcast, honestly, because like it is it's a one of the it's one of the most like democratic mediums of creative expression. It also really helps you find your voice, Mm -hmm. like but let alone, of course, in creativity, but also like I think it can help people actually learn to how to communicate better in general. Absolutely. And like you develop people skills and like conversation skills 
for me, it's like helped me because I started podcasting at a time when like my writing career took like a very intense dip. And so it's really helped me reestablish my voice in just a creative sense of like, who am I? Like, do I have anything funny to say or interesting to add? And the answer is yes. (laughs) She's so modest. Um, but yeah, it's been, I think it's fun. And I'm always like, I pretty much my advice to anyone, if they ever ask me about anything is I'm like, you should just start a podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, if somebody's going through like a breakup or like, yeah, I mean, true anything. If you're like in a creative, like that would be a fascinating pod. I wonder if somebody, I mean, somebody in the world has must've thought of this idea right before I just did a minute ago. Somebody who is going through a serious breakup, start a podcast, and every week we just like listen to their journey of how they mourn the loss, heal the wound, sort of become whole again, and then actually start out in the dating world again. And then we hear that journey. Is that a million dollars? Did I just come up with a million dollars? I have full body chills. I don't know why there aren't more podcasts like that. Like they're now. What What would the name of it be? You're really good at naming podcasts. So oh my I'm god, I'm not. I'm not really that great at naming podcasts. Let me think. I have to think on that. I don't even know. Okay. Like, I'm just like the saddest podcast in the world. Is what they should call. It. No, because it's not. It starts out sad. It's so it starts. It starts off like out a, sad, and but it's like a really nice inner look at someone. Like it's you would take a lot of vulnerability to like let people in, and also like the fact that your ex could hear all the shit that you're processing is a whole other layer. But I, I love it, the I idea. The name, I think. Wait, I think the name of the podcast is called Processing. Yeah, sure. I love that's it. really good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And like personal journal type of podcast. I don't know how many there are out there, but I feel like that's a whole other layer of podcasting that could get, I mean, you might as well, there's truly, you can make a podcast about anything. Like someone, I I once told someone like they had written into my podcast, babe. And they were like, all I feel is like, I feel jealousy of everyone I meet. I think everyone's like better than me or has better things going on. Like I'm consumed by jealousy all the time. What do I do? And I was like, you should just Uh make a podcast where every week you talk about who you're most jealous of and why. And like, and that would be a good way to like process it and get it out. And I would totally listen to and deeply relate to like the jealousy podcast. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, we have some work to we have some work to do. So let's get into this. Forthcoming podcast network. <laughs> let's get th- let's get this over so that we can start these two ventures. Yeah. Um. So wait, this episode of Vanderpump Rules, which is what we are actually podcasting about today, yes. was truly one of the best of this entire season. If not, I think it maybe it was the best episode of this entire season. Can I tell you when I knew that we actually had something this week? Yeah. Tell me. When Jax's credit card was declined. Yeah, that was an iconic moment. That was the moment I knew we had something. Honestly, I knew the moment that Danica entered Sir and approached Ariana and clicked her nails like on the table. Like something in me responded so positively to that. And it was a great way to kick off the episode. And my attention was immediately like honed in. I was like, Danica... Danica's like an otherworldly being. Mm-hmm. 
that ushers in like a new era of what could be. Once we get through like a bunch of the scenes, like I want to talk to you about like, who do you think they're going to bring back? Like, do you think and do you think Max or Brett will be back next year? And who of the women do you think will be back? But we don't have to do that. I'll let we can go. Yeah, you'll you'll steer this ship. I love it. Okay, so yeah, we'll get we'll get into all that. But Danica, this episode opens with her approaching Ariana and going, Jax is an hour late for some reason. I have no idea how he gets away with this shit. And I was like, um, because he doesn't actually work at Sir. Like, this episode, and whenever they force like the OGs to really pretend like they're still working at the restaurant, I'm both furious, but it also still makes me really laugh because it's like, it's fun to see who will still play ball in this world. It, it is so strange to me that Ariana, I mean, in the context of it, we're buying into in this world, Ariana would not ask to have a shift. What's weird is I think she maybe would like it kind of gives like, like her, just to have something to do, maybe to have something to do, because I think it would be a really strange existence to have work for three months out of the year and mm-hmm. get paid like they are getting paid a handsome sum of money at this point then for the rest of the year you just don't have anything to do and like i i think i might be great at that because i love to just do nothing and relax with like lots of money but like for uh, some other people (laughs) I don't think that it works out well for them like it can be a real drain on your like mental health and also it's like I mean they probably have they have bills to pay it's not like they're like wealthy by any means at this point but right and it could be nice also it's like an organic way for her to just get a scene in every episode because you get paid if you appear in the episode so and you're there you're physically there so it's like okay cameras are going to be at sir at two o'clock just yeah go. i can pour some drinks i can get paid for my shift if she does get paid for the shift and then also like yes. say a comment or two and then i get my like episode thing so she might i believe something about it i believe that she would just be like okay i'll do this but Jax mm-hmm. is obviously like he does not work there. Like he is, he comes into Sir like coked out of his mind and immediately makes a shot for himself and like takes it. Like that's not an mm-hmm. employee. And then <laughs> Sheena, I mean, I love that Sheena is d- literally down to do anything, which is why she will always be on the show. She's not going anywhere. But like, yeah, yeah, I was just like, wow, this is wild. And also like the fact that Lisa is clearly like forcing people like Danica to be like, how does Jax get away with this shit? Like, it's right. a weird thing to do as well. Did you happen to catch his Instagram live last week? No, I didn't. Okay, the night last, um, the night that last week's episode aired, he went on Instagram live and he like he had just finished eating dinner. Brittany was upstairs. So it was just him alone. And like he had the camera, like the phone really close to his face. <laughs> like his his beard is just like it's it's almost like Wolverine, like mm-hmm. like Hugh Jackman, like coming to get you, like the chops. Yeah. And it's kind of he hearkening w- back to like a season three, four bloat that he had going on. Yes. Yeah, which he talks about, which I liked that he talked about his weight in this episode. It was like yeah. a moment of like self-actualization that I really like appreciated. 
And it also like made sense. I was like, oh, okay, so that's actually what's going on. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, he did this Instagram live and anybody who, wa- who watched it, like I'm so glad that I happened to like tune into it. It really gave me like a little window into his world. Like he talked about how he wishes that he did it every week so that he could tell us what was real, what wasn't, or like, oh, well, they cut this out. He was basically saying, well, I look crazy every episode or historically because you're only seeing like, the the end of a fight you're not seeing like the two hours that like led up to it anyway it was i wish he had saved it because it it was kind of interesting yeah i also just don't believe anything he says like i absolutely think that Jax is crazy and there's no other way he would look even if i would gladly watch the two hours leading up to any fight that he's in just to Mm -hmm. have just to see it but Mm -hmm. like I'm sure the takeaway at the end would be like, yeah, Jax is coked out and like an insane person. <laughs> also, I love like a close camera to the face. He's, uh, he's, oh, this yeah. is the Jax it's like right there. We've been waiting for like, and someone, someone who'd come on this podcast, I can't remember who, but they had said like, I really think that we just have to get through all of Jax's like, big life moments like the wedding and the birthday and blah 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 and just give him a little bit and he will eventually just dig his own grave again and be entertaining because there's nothing else for him to like there's no purpose to his life anymore and no attention and that was true like he absolutely like i'm ready for to like hit the ground running with this version of jacks and get back into jackson britney's sham of a relationship me too me too um, Brett comes into Sir with curly hair. And oh, can we wait? We got no. We got to go deep on the hair. Do this this I'm, entire episode. Really, I Brett is unwatchable to me. I just cannot like. I feel the visceral reaction I have whenever he opens his mouth. Like they're like, "Hey, wow, look at that hair!" And he's like, "I know this hair is unreal." And then launches See, into it how his mom tells him he's so hand. I was just like, <laughs> "See, this is interesting because we t- we talked about this when we when we chatted for my pod." Mm-hmm. So you you're revolted by Brett, and I am revolted by Max. So together we are just a hundred percent revolted. <laughs> well see i, I don't united know, some, in revulsion. revulsion well this episode this episode really highlighted the fact that brett is irrecoverably dumb yeah like they're like he he really is not bright like no. period period max may i mean we got to look up if he went to college where he went to college like i need some credentials on these guys but um Brett, I don't know. Maybe I just find him, I find him easy to watch, like easy to look at. Not last night with that curly, you know, looking like Fraggle Rock. That was like really crazy um, and in a very amusing way. But Max for me is the one that I just, he like makes his, the grease everywhere is just so unattractive. Yeah, it's a real grease factor. But there's something there's something about Max that to me feels more watchable. I guess it is because he isn't as dumb as Brett who truly I'm like, I don't think Brett understands ever what's like going on. Like I've met, I've met guys like him who are hot. Like, I guess just like categorically you're like, Oh, that's a really, that's a good looking guy. But like some modely 
guys and I think women just like modelly people in general I've met so many that tend to just be like totally vacant like there's just nothing they've never had to like use their brain to do anything so it's just like but but interestingly he made the decision to become a vegan I would like to understand what was it that inspired him to go vegan because he clearly had vanity I think it's vanity really yeah because like plant like veganism and plant-based eating I think has been proven to like lower inflammation and has been better for your skin and it keeps you really thin if you're doing if you're truly just being like plants only and like not a lot of carbs so I think for a lot of people who are like hot vegans it I mean they some vegans like are obsessed with the planet and doing it for like those reasons but I think a majority and especially in LA it's because it's like an acceptable eating disorder, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't see Brett as being like putting together like, God, like carbon emissions and like the cattle industry. Like, I don't see him like really being that concerned about that. I think he's mm-hmm. probably just like, wow, I'm getting older and would like to look like younger and hotter. So I'm going to be a vegan. <laughs> But like him, I don't know, there's something about him like leaning into how like amazing his hair is and how his mom always tells him he's attractive. It's like that's all he has going for him. Mm-hmm. And he it's like the only thing that he can even talk about. He just keeps it super top line, superficial. Yeah. And I'm like, no one cares, Brett. Everyone's saying like making fun of you to your face, which is actually like I would watch more of that of people just like actively trolling Brett to his face because he also like he's not smart enough. Like, remember when Charlie confronted him and just like sassed him at Sir? And yes, he, like, yes. Melted down. Like, I thought that that was going to happen later on in this episode when they were all at like Dodie's pop up event, and mm-hmm. I was so excited because I I live for that. But then we didn't even get that, and so I'm like, this person is purposeless. Get him out of here. <laughs> so he waltzes into into sir hair hair askew wine. and hair askew <laughs> and then um dana and sheena sidebar out on the patio and sheena reveals that she has a new song she just saw a shot a music video with brett called one more time one more time <laughs> and have you seen the video yet can i tell you i meant to go on to hop on YouTube and watch it immediately after the show. And then something must've happened between the show ending and me falling asleep, but I didn't get a chance to see it. Well, that's okay. I I won't hold it against (laughs) you. I have watched it and it's uh, like, I'm proud of Sheena. Like she's constantly, her output has really ramped up this year in 2020, like with her YouTube channel. And like now she's giving us this video. It's a huge departure from her past, like musical catalog. It's a, Mm -hmm. it's a creative risk. I think the video is like, looks pretty good. Like for what it is, I'm very impressed. Yeah. So I was like, I'm here for Sheena's. I hope she goes back to making just like pop, hits because i think of course that's a little bit more i enjoy those more like i wouldn't really listen to this song that much but i'm proud of her for for jumping into the unknown in this way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but sheena tells dana 
about this video and then dana makes a good as gold comment which i thought was kind of i was like okay i'll give it to you that was kind of funny (laughs) um and she shows dana the footage of her and brett and dana is just like such a bitch to sheena that it's not it's not even like fun to watch and she has to be like i'm so uncomfortable like watching this video like what the hell and what do you make of like dana and brett's relationship like i don't think that they actually like each other I I don't think that she's interested in either of them. I don't think that she's interested in Max or Brett. I think it's all for the show. Yeah. And I think that, like, it's, like, to me... Espe- especially... Okay, here's especially why. The moment that I was like, oh, this is actually entirely produced, was the moment on the beach when St- the first time that Stasi ever spoke to Dana, I think this entire season, says... So I hear you're in some like sordid love triangle. The minute that left Stassi's mouth, I was like, oh, this is Lisa Vanderpump all over it. Yeah, this is like, and I'm also just pissed that it took them, what, 18 episodes to like get into just getting that. You could have gotten there episode one, been like, I like Brett, but I also like Max and I fucked both of them. Now what do I do? And then had that play out. And instead you're just like, you're just like jerking off your audience, like for, but like a limp hand job. Like it's like not working for me. And like, also to me, it feels really bottom of the barrel, like no risk involved for Brett and Max and Dana to try and like involve Sheena and go after Sheena and make her look crazy in this whole thing is like, mm-hmm. you don't have enough balls to actually like try and make a splash with a different character that could actually serve it back to you and make you look like yeah. a fool for doing it. You go after Sheena who's like, leave her alone. Like she's just such an easy target. It's laziness to try and like, make her look bad like she but i I don't but they're they're not but they're not smart enough to hang with any of the other ogs and like well i guess dana dana seems to be kind of smart but or at least have like some street smarts about her um and she does have genuine connections like i know she is you know genuinely friends with ariana but um i don't know maybe just at the time of the filming she didn't have those organic connections yet i know and i'm like why i just feel like why isn't production I know I guess they have a lot of storylines to like uh serve in this season like they had to like deal with Jax and Britney's wedding and then like Stassi and Bo's engagement and all this shit so like they couldn't necessarily force the cast to all get together to go on trips a bunch of the time mm-hmm. but like they need to be forcing these people together every single episode well, whether I they think, like it I, or not I think I 1000% believe this the beach cleanup was a production thing to get everybody together and yeah. I found it strange that Jax got away or maybe that was part of production all along to have him be the villain or it, it was cre- it was moving the plot forward mm-hmm. the fact but that I he still, was refusing to go yeah but it still worked for me and I think it worked for the oh, episode yeah, yeah like but, but that, they totally totally but that um, but that's an example of like an all cast scene Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it when they go to the beach. They always they do that I think, once every season. And for some reason, it just feels great, even though it's like, these people would never go to the beach. Otherwise, like, it's just you don't yeah. really go to the beach that much if you live in LA. So it's like, but it does perpetuate like the nice, 
like the fantasy of Los Angeles life. That's just like, you go to the beach all the time. Like they also, they also went to the beach more in the early years, like in season one, maybe like one, two and three, like when Jax is like showing the Stassi tattoo. Mm-hmm. And I remember another iconic scene where Jack, I think it must've been after the Kristen and Jack stuff broke that Jack's like had no remorse. And I remember like, see, yeah, they went to the beach that day and he and Tom Sandoval like sat on a bunch of like succulents. And then he admitted that he and Kristen had unprotected sex. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it re it harkens back to the glory days. Yeah. True. (laughs) Same. Um, Jax and Sandoval go to a store called wipe the hype, which I have to admit I've, been a patron of multiple times oh my god you're kidding <laughs> i'm not kidding i know this place very very well because it's very close to where i live in like west hollywood and it's like run by all these like streetwear bros that mm-hmm. it's a sh- and it's like they literally just like clean your sneakers for like 40 dollars <laughs> a pair and the front desk guy, like, I know the front desk guy. I have interacted with him multiple times. Like, I would love a show about Wipe the Hype because these bros, like, they, it's clear that they don't really know what they're doing, but they have, like, a business that could really thrive. Like, people now, sneakers are, like, more popular than ever. And so people are going. But, like, every time I've gone, like, the sneaker, my sneakers, like, aren't cleaned on time, or, like, something's gone down, or it's taken longer than possible, or longer than they said it would, and one time, that guy from the front desk, like, they didn't clean my Yeezys on time, so then he personally cleaned them and dropped them off at my house at, like, 9 p.m. at night. Oh, my God. So they're very, like, full service in a lot of ways, but uh, characters in their own right. So I was glad right, to see right, wipe right. the hype representation. <laughs> I was like worlds colliding on and my And let's not forget screen. Jax's card getting declined. Again, hearkening back to the good old days. Love to see oh. it. Keep it coming. Like that was that felt natural, organic, and real. Yeah. Why are his cards always declined? I don't know. What what I I don't know. Like, does he, is this like a default mode? Like he knows that it can make good TV or is it like he has one checking account that he keeps like $500 in and just like will spend, like, I don't understand. Does he have money? I think he has like money problems too underneath all of it. Like you think he's like a gambler or something? Um, I think that, well, someone had looked into his like financial history on like Lexus Nexus or some place where you can like look up people's information mm-hmm. and they found like a tax lien filed against really? him late well, uh, 2019. Oh. So he had like a 200,000 plus dollar tax lien filed against him after he bought that house with Brittany. Wow. You know, I was listening to your episode from last week and you blew me away when you dropped the bomb that Bo has filed for bankruptcy twice and has mm-hmm. had a couple of failed businesses. How did you, what did you, where did you find that? Someone else looked up, like I have readers that 
will go above and beyond the call of duty and just people with access to search engines that I have no access to. So they really get into it and they'll like go look and give me all the info. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's surprising. It's surprising to learn that about Bo. Um, I mean, granted we don't know much about him at all, but I was surprised to, to find out, you know, through you that he had filed for bankruptcy twice. Um, truly, that never surprised me about Bo because I was like, yeah, he's so eager to get, he's always had like eager energy that I didn't trust. Like so willing Mm -hmm. to just like get into the mix, get on the show. He also worked in casting also is like a failed actor. So it made Mm -hmm. a lot of sense to me that like he was like classic Vanderpump, like early season energy, like, someone in his 30s that life lives in LA life hasn't worked out the way he thought it was his dreams have like gone by the wayside then suddenly he gets the opportunity of a lifetime falls in love with this girl that's like the most popular person on like an explosive reality Mm -hmm. television show and then like his Hollywood dream begins to come true so like it Mm -hmm. really seemed on brand for me that that would be like his history how long do you think he and Stasi will be married for. Um, honestly, I say like if they even get married at this point, like I could see. I'm intrigued that their wedding has now been like postponed because obviously they were supposed to get married this fall in Italy, mm-hmm. which I don't think will happen. I don't no. think it can happen until 2021. Mm-hmm. I hope that Stasi, like my deep hope is that she comes to her senses and realizes that this would be a really bad move and then either puts off the engagement indefinitely, which there will give their relationship like time to dissolve and for her to realize that she deserves a better partner than him mm-hmm. or they'll get married. And then, I mean, they'll be divorced. They might have a child together. I hope that they, mm-hmm. I also hope they don't, but I mean, I just, I don't think it will last longer than like five years. I guess if I really think about it, I should not have been surprised at the bankruptcy because he's not on, he, his name isn't on the deed or the title to the house. Yeah. Cause I think his credit is so bad that like yes. he couldn't okay. get it on, yeah. which is also like, thank God the universe is like looking out for Stasi in some ways because it's like, mm-hmm. wow, that's a really like smart decision. You should not have him on the deed of this house. You should own yep. it outright and like yep. make him pay you rent, which is exactly what she's doing. And then like, I just like that the lines are seeming clean and that's why I don't like them getting married is because I don't want her to be then bound to this person that I truly think is like not the one long-term for her. Mm -hmm. I see her with somebody in the future, like down the line, maybe, you know, like maybe they'll be together another like five, eight years, whatever it is. I, I see her more, somebody that is more stepped into their masculinity, like somebody more like Jax was in the beginning. I, yeah, I had a friend that was like Stassi and Jax are truly meant to be but they just met each other was that friend, was that friend lisa vanderpump <laughs> no <laughs> shockingly no but she was like they just met each other at the wrong point in yeah. life like they were too young when they met it didn't work out but i think that their energy 
she was like, their energy is electric whenever they're like yeah, together. And that's very true. But I think Stassi also needs someone that is like, I like that they had kind of their independent things going on. Like they didn't have to, they also obviously like mixed their business somewhat from the show, both being on Vanderpump rules, but like, it seemed like they were, they had like independent interests. And I just don't trust like Stassi's career has gone from like, it's really jumped up a few levels with like live touring and she has her like book and another book on the way. And to have someone else that's her partner glom onto that and now benefit from that feels really wrong. And it kind of just sucks from the standpoint of like, this is your business. Like, say what you will about Stassi, but she is like a dynamic force to watch on screen. Like I like to see her on TV. And even if she's like at a shitty dog park with Brittany talking about nothing, there's something that really draws me into her world. And I'm like, she just has that whatever it is. And I don't like seeing it being dragged down by like what, what ultimately will doom Stassi and Bo is that they are going to resent the living shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. And that is typically why a relationship breaks up. Oh yeah, a mature, I mean, they a mature, already a mature relationship. Yeah, yeah. There's it's, no way she's gotten to this point without resenting the shit out of him, and he's got to be resenting her. It like you're the star. Like it's all about you. Like I'm. It would be a nightmare. Yeah, you're the house. star. You call the shots. I think that she is a financial like upper hand on him, and like it's slowly. And then also there's just like an energy in their relationship where it's like she emasculates him slightly in especially like in social situations or like like screaming at him in front of people at a party mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's just like that is untenable. Like Well, and he also, also emasculates he also emasculates himself by consistently dressing and having the physical appearance of while he's a good a good looking guy, he dress yes, he dresses like a giant baby. Yeah. And I think that that could be funny at first, but I also just don't think that Stasi wants to be with someone like that. Want like truly deeply in her soul, I think that she wants to be with someone who's like innately stylish and like gets her and is on the same level as like her about just like bougie things that she likes and is into. Basically, now I'm, like, team all the women on this show, and, like, I'm starting to really loathe all the men on this show. Except for Sandoval, who's kind of... He's, like, a little bit like a lesbian, so I like him. See, I... (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I will always love... You know what? I will tell you. So, I met a bunch of them at BravoCon, and Mm -hmm. I will tell you, Sandoval and Ariana were the two nicest people. I also interviewed Ariana for, for my podcast, but... So I had extended time with her, but Sandoval in general, like he like pulled like Schwartz into a picture. So like, it could be like the three of us. And that, that was like, he was like in person. I had like the best connection with him face to face, but I have to say in, in terms of just like entertainment value, I, I, Jack, I love Jax. Yeah. Love him. I mean, when he, he's at his best when he's at his worst. And yes. so, and I'll take like, I'm here for that. Like, it's not like Brett where it's just like, Ooh, I can't even take it. Like I'm disgusted. It's like, give me more. Like I want unhinged jacks yes. on Adderall or some sort of drug 
talking about things he has no business talking about is like my favorite Jax Taylor. Like even in this scene with Sandoval, which you can tell they hate each other and that Uh they're being forced to like film this awkward sneaker cleaning moment. And then Jax for some unknown reason is now like hyper focused on Kristen like hooking up with other people. It was really weird. It makes no sense. And then tries to talk to Sandoval about it as if he would like know anything. And yeah. then starts asking Sandoval about his relationship with Ariana and trying to like poke holes in that, which obviously it's like, I think Jax holds a lot of resentment against Tom because mm-hmm. Tom and Ariana have like freedom in their relationship. And Jax and Brittany obviously have zero freedom in their relationship. Do you think that, do you think that ultimately he's just jealous of Tom and Ariana? Yeah, I think he's probably I think he's jealous of everyone. I think when the dust settles and there's not something like a wedding or a birthday party or just like something exciting that's focused on him. Mm -hmm. I think that he gets really angry at other people because he's like very jealous of their lives. Like Kristen's yeah. an independent person who can fuck whoever she wants. Like she doesn't need to answer at this point to Carter or anyone or Jax or like, it's like she can do whatever. Like Tom and Ariana also can do whatever they want and like they can buy a house and not furnish it. Like they have no pressure of like, we have to get married or we have to have a baby. Like right. it's all these people that he lashes out at even Max who it's like, Max is kind of like, posited as being like the new playboy tom tom who like sleeps with all the girls and blah 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 like it just makes sense that Jax would hate on all these people Mm -hmm. oh yeah in that instagram live he basically said that he he thinks it should be two separate shows yeah he flat out said that no one wants to watch like it doesn't it could be, but also it doesn't need to be. Like, if you just forced all these people to be together and made them have drama, like, I believe that there would be drama that comes up yeah. with all of them. Nobody would watch the second show. That's the problem. No one wants to watch, like, and that's where I think Jax and a lot of the OGs have gotten it twisted because it's like, no one wants to watch you, like, cut mowing the grass and, like, talking about your lawnmower batteries and then like, like no one cares about your domestic bliss because everyone knows that you have no domestic bliss. Like uh, the Mm -hmm. real you is the you in this episode where you're like grappling with some real issues and like being a Mm -hmm. jealous hater. So like I would watch the shit out of that, but like, I'm not gonna, I'm done with like fake happy storylines of trying to like tie a bow around these people's lives. Like was it, I, I remember, I think it was you who said, um, maybe it was just last week, you had said that originally the show was set of people, set of like artists, you know, like musicians, people, asp- aspiring models, actor, actors, etc. And now it's just a bunch of people who are aspiring to be married. Yeah, it's just a weird. And that's not the show that, yeah. That's not the show that we all signed up to watch. And I guess that's like, I feel like there are people that find that really relatable because I guess that's like a very typical trajectory of life for many people in the world, but for entertainment, but that's that's housewives. Yeah. But like entertainment value, 
there's no entertainment value in that. There's a lot of entertainment value in seeing like ambitious people who are not super talented that are aware of their like expiration, their Hollywood expiration dates clawing for relevancy and like trying to achieve some sort of dream that's slowly dying. Like, yes, the the number, the number one issue that I have, and don't get me wrong with, we don't want to hate on this episode because we actually both loved it. So I definitely don't want to hate on this episode, but the over, the overriding issue with the season, of course it's that there are too many cast members, but here's the result of that. The product of that, me, it means that there are like I don't I genuinely do not remember if Lala was in last night's episode. Was yeah, she at the beach? She barely was. She was okay. at the beach. She was very much like sidebarred. And honestly, oh, and she had a scene at Vanderpump Dogs. But even oh, right. Lala at right. this point is like it's like she it's almost better when she's not around because she doesn't bring anything to the table mm-hmm. anymore except for like a very glossed over fake like fake narrative herself. Like even when Stasi yeah. is pretending to be like a nice person, there just is something dynamic about her. But like Lala it's like I love the Lala who is like out to like fuck your man and like steal your husband and like go in the studio and threaten to like pop someone like that's the (laughs) la la that I want (laughs) and I think that she could very much do that sober I don't think it's like I I, and I enjoy like a sobriety storyline for certain people I think that that's something that has needed to be addressed on the show for a long time but like I don't like it just seems like Lala is now being put in a box like Lisa has identified Lala as upper echelon so mm-hmm. she will like film with her one-on-one in certain times and I think that they have something cooking and I don't like it at all Ooh, what do you think they have cooking well I think I could and I've said this before I could see them trying to come back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills oh as like, oh yes that's yeah. like the only way that Lisa could go back is if she has like but Lala's too young she would need she would need like five to 10 years to pass. I don't know. I think that they could have like a younger woman on and it would be because Teddy's also like younger. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And the the show, I think the housewives shows work well when there's like a kind of younger person for the other women to kind of show the ropes or gang up on in a way. But Mm. I think Lisa could only go back to Beverly Hills. If she had, she has to have a, someone in her corner. That would be brilliant. But I also am like, I don't know, because I actually am really loving, like, I have not missed Lisa on Housewives of Beverly Hills at all. Same. Like, it's such a better show without her. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, stay away from them. (laughs) (laughs) Just continue to fuck up Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. But like, okay, wait. So Jax also tells Tom, which was crazy to me. He was like... So how are you and Ariana? Like, you're just fine. Like, everything's fine. He's like, we're actually good. Like, we don't fight a lot. Like, we don't name call. And he's like, you've never said you're being a bitch. Like, I can think of lots of times when she's been a bitch. And I was just like, wow. (laughs) Can you imagine? He's He's a total piece of shit. Yeah. And then... 
Tom is like, you should stop being so defensive. Like, I'll give you this good advice. And then Jack says, he goes, you know, I, I, I do a lot of things, you know, but it's life. And I just wrote, what does that mean? <laughs> also, his face when, during the... When, oh, when, when Tom was like, te- when Tom was teaching him to be- essentially think before he speaks. And Jack was like, Jack was just like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. No, no, no. I can't. I just can't can't do that. But did you notice his face during this conversation? Like he he makes this face where his mouth is like slightly open. And it's kind of like a smile with like quivering lips. And it's like very much like a cokey face that Jax makes where you know that things are not right. Yeah. And then Jack says... Uh, I'm so he's basically like I'm so hot and cold someone could say your hair doesn't look good today and I'd say you motherfucker I'm gonna gut you like a pig that was very dark a true bone chilling moment from Jax Taylor like what in the world he'd kill a man of course he would kill a man this is the guy who said that he wanted to be in jail when Remember, did he say that? When he was after he stole sunglasses? After he stole the sunglasses. So I rewatched during the quarantine, just literally just like two weeks ago, I rewatched in a, in two days, I rewatched all of season four. It was like Lala's first season and cu- truly like James's like breakout season. Mm-hmm. And I think it may be my favorite season. Mm. Like the two of them together were electric. And when yeah. she's also, you know, when it's when Jack's, Jax and James are like constantly like, you know, trying to one up each other and they're both trying to get Lala. Yeah. And it was all real and it was all authentic. And but anyway, the point is in that season is when he they go to Hawaii, he steals the sunglasses and he continually says for episodes upon episodes, just put me back in jail. Just put me back in the cell. He's like, I just want to be back there. Yeah, because that would feel like a place where he feels like controlled because I think yeah. he's constantly battling with like feeling out of control, which is why he does like so many drugs and like sure. substances. But yeah, I'm like, Jax could be like the next OJ Simpson. Like I would not put it past him to get like so angry that he eventually like kills a man or a woman. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he, if if he could, do you think that he would murder Tom Sandoval if he could? If he could get away with it? Yes. Do you think he would do it? If there was a purge scenario, Jax would murder so many people. Like, and but he's think- even said as much. He was like, if I had, remember there was like a season where they were like, what would you do if you had five days to live? And Jax was like, I would kill as many people as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was like, whoa. I was like, this is not, something ain't right. I was like, my, my red flags are going off and have been off ever since he said that. Stassi and Britt go to the worst dog park in West Hollywood and they talk about uh, god knows what they just like talk about Stasi being engaged but they go we haven't put our rings together yet and i was like is that a thing that like engaged women do with each other yeah they're trying to scissor (laughs) we haven't put our rings together yet oh i was just like (laughs) what is going on like okay like i'm just like i would love 
I say this a lot, but I'm like, anyone out there, if you're listening, you can buy a beautiful ring for yourself anytime that you feel like <laughs> right. doing it. You don't need, like, and then you can put your rings together with someone that just also has beautiful jewelry. Like, it, you don't mm-hmm. have to get engaged. <laughs> Kingsley's sunglasses, I really was into. <laughs> It reminded me, I have a friend who has like a three month old or no, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe her daughter's like six months old and she has these little baby sunglasses. And it actually reminded me of that. Yeah. I love an animal, like a sad animal being forced to wear clothes. And Kingsley gave me like his energy in that moment <laughs> was incredibly sad. And I was like, you are all of us Kingsley. <laughs> <sighs> Um, Jack snorts a fat rail and stalks into Sir, makes himself a shot at the bar, and then immediately just like screams at Sheena. <laughs> yeah, didn't she? Didn't she say? Was, was it Jack? So she was. She was like, "Do you want to see my new video?" And he was like, "No." Like, was that Jack? No, not really. Brett? Yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. And she was like, "Um, okay," and then. Sheena proceeds to like sit there and like sultrily she like puts her fingernail in a raspberry and then like eats it off of her long fingernail and I was like this is why she's the crown princess of Sir. <laughs> <laughs> like I fully believe I don't know if she did this but I like to imagine that Sheena will go up to the bar anywhere and dip her fingernail right into like the cocktail garnishings and like eat like an olive or a raspberry or what have you, a lemon wedge just right out of that little box. (laughs) Um, Jax attacks Tom and Ariana and then talks shit about Max's beach cleanup day. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, I'm allowed to say what I feel. I didn't put it together until later. So you know how um, in one of these early scenes, or maybe it was at the beach, um, Britney's hair was all done in those braids. And then later mm-hmm. in the end, her hair was all like crimped out. Yeah. I really, like throughout the episode, I, I was like, these are like dramatic hair changes. And I realized like, Oh, the braids just turned into the crimped hair. Yeah. I love a braid into a crimp. Yeah. That was like a go-to for me growing middle up school. in middle, middle school, school, elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And then even like in high school, I would do that like a lot of the time. I would still do it to this day if I could. A braid and crimp is a real look that I can co-sign at any <laughs> given moment. Um, We have a scene at Vanderpump Dogs where we check back in with John Sessa. Oh, who- this was unbelievable. I got... Like a chill ran down my spine. I I couldn't believe that we were looking at John Sessa again. It was both good and horrible to see him again. And I was brought right back to like Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy drama, which was my bread and butter last year, a, a drama that I personally killed for. And I forgot that John Sessa goes by Dr. John Sessa. Because he, I googled yes. him, yeah. So he is a doctor of some sort, or has I a knew PhD. That, I do this, yeah. And it, and it's shocking because isn't he like twenty three? He could be twenty three. He could be thirty six. Like he has like plastic yeah. surgery face, like m- very similar to Lala. Like and a lot of people that get like an egregious amount of fillers and Botox, like he's now just like mid thirties, ambiguous face. Right. But like, I wish 
I wish that a Vanderpump dog show had happened because I truly believe that there are some there are like enough horrible people there to make a really good reality TV show. See, I think that a Vegas spinoff would actually work. I think either. Like I would take I would take either at this point. I don't know. I don't know about a dog. I don't know about the dog. I don't I don't think I can co-sign that. I think for me, Vegas yeah. is what I would want. And have you have you been to Vanderpump Cocktail Garden? No, I haven't. Have you? Yes. So oh my I God, went, when did you go? I went last summer. At the maybe it was like last June. I went to Vegas for the opening of Christina Aguilera's residency. Love. At which at which, get this, literally the literal row. I who is sitting in the literal row directly in front of us? Erica Jane. Mikey and the crew. Wow. Okay. Yeah. She was getting, she was getting, she got her makeup touched up throughout the show. That's a power like, move. Like, like yeah. somebody was touching up her makeup. Like she wasn't performing. She was just like me, like sitting in front of me. She was just a patron of the arts with like, who happened to have her makeup team that they yeah. are on the clock 24 seven. She had the glam squad there. God, that's amazing. And there was no one even filming her. It was just like, no. when you are with me, you are, yeah, if my T-zone gets oily, you better hop to it. There was somebody filming her and that person was me. And you can currently find it <laughs> on my Insta story. Like it's saved. If you go to my Insta story, Jess X and scroll in the highlights to, I think I called it like, Extina Gaga because I saw Gaga too that same weekend. Oh you God, you lived my ultimate story, dream. The entire story is like seeing that it's Erica Jane. We're so close. It's like Erica Jane, Mikey, the touch up of the makeup. Like Erica Jane, she did the full um, like champagne like sip the way she did in the confessional last year. Like I, it happened. Like I saw it. Wow. I know. I know. God, what was the maybe- point? Of- no, maybe oh. all get to a point where we have a makeup artist slash friend who will make sure we look flawless 24 hours a day. But yeah, so you went to Vanderpump Garden. Was it so good? Ob- so obviously, I was going to Vegas to go to these two concerts. Yeah. Of course, I was going to Vanderpump Cocktail Board. It was great. Don't go there. Make sure you go there early because a mm-hmm. line starts to form after like five o'clock. Go there. This is like a pre-dinner drink. Yeah. Spot. It's it does not look like a dinner. I like wouldn't want to eat dine there. There's no it's all appetizers. There's no like actual like meal there. And I am pretty sure that the waitress who they featured on the episode the other week was our actual server. (laughs) I think yes. Because I remember thinking she looks exactly like Sheena. And she was really nice and I pumped her, no pun intended for information about a potential Vegas spinoff. What did she say? She said that every employee at Vanderpump Cocktail Garden, in order to like, once you like officially, you know, get the job, you do have to sign a release that you are agreeing to be on camera at any given point. And this was a year ago. So obviously no spinoff happened this year, but I would... I think it would be good because there's Laura, there's so much going on in Vegas. I there's mean, the, not right um, now. There's a but. never ending con- like possibilities in Vegas and like 
truly one of my favorite reality shows of all time gigolos takes place in vegas and it's like male prostitutes like and it's a showtime show i highly recommend anyway but it brings like vegas energy is perfect for reality television yeah yeah it's why the real world las vegas was so successful queen Mm -hmm. trichelle like i'm actually surprised that there are not more shows that take place in vegas and I think that we really missed an opportunity following Sheena to Vegas and like watching her do her like that. That would show. have been the that would have been the perfect um, what do they call it like backdoor pilot. That yeah. would have been the perfect um, uh, enter, um, entrance into the Vegas world. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And like maybe, a you good know what? Maybe they, could, maybe, they film, maybe they couldn't film the show or something that she was in, but I don't know. Yeah, but it would also have been a good segue into like, well, now that our jobs have like, like taken, like now that our brands have taken off, like we're taking time off of Sir to like pursue other projects and like really gone into because you could still have Lisa like checking in with all the people that she cares about so much, like they don't have to work at sir in order to be on the show. I just like hate that they, why are we so connected into sir? Like at least is that desperate to like pimp her restaurants. Like everyone fucking knows about sir at this point. (laughs) Don't even get me started. I'll go off. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William vs. Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. John Sessa and Lala are at Vanderpump Dogs and they hold up a sweatshirt when Lisa goes in and they go, how cute is this merch? And it's also not cute. Yeah, that was weird. And then, that, This whole scene was weird to me. Yeah, it was like more Spawn Con. Yeah. And then truly the worst part, the low point of this episode, and I would venture to say any episode of Vanderpump Rules this entire season, the low point is when Lisa comes on the screen. But this especially because like, she makes a joke about like Lala having sex. And then Lala's like, I don't need a cocktail to get like sassy or whatever. And Lisa mm-hmm. goes, True dat. <laughs> and I literally need to go to a doctor because I think I lost like at least a few months were shaved off of my life thanks to Lisa saying that. Like that was a curse. We should Listen, class action the, sue her. The the most for sure the most cringy scene she's ever filmed was the one where she was ziplining in Vegas Mm -hmm. like that in in like those jeans like I don't know why she insists on wearing those jeans I love Lisa Vanderpump in general but I don't understand about the jeans but I'm chilled to the bone by Lisa's decision to fully immerse herself in this world as like an equal to these people it really like i'll never Mm. understand it and i think that maybe she needs to be like hospitalized for a moment and like (laughs) so people can observe her and write whatever is wrongs are going on and so they chat about james who's sober and we cut to james and raquel and james raquel this was nuts this was was amazing (laughs) she's like pink 
you found pink utensils how did you do that and james goes i've been doing lots of stuff today okay and he's so happy he's crazed i'm 1000 percent here for sober james like it truly is like the light switch went back on in him Mm-hmm. Like he's just full he's my, of energy. He's, he and he and Jax are my favorite characters. Oh my yeah, God. I love James. Like, and I think he also has an an innate vulnerability to him that yeah. is very watchable and also really funny and fun. And he's basically like, "Am I going to be enough?" And Raquel's like, "You are enough, sober." You are everything. And he's like, she's like, you're so fun to hang out with. He goes, I know. And I was just like, yes, <laughs> like I live to see it. it was, um, it good. And then they all go to the beach cleanup. And the texts. Oh my God. The, the I love are, seeing the text. The text on the screen were great. Um, this was, this was one moment. This was one scene that I actually, I felt like Max was adding value. I've never, I think that's it. I never felt that he ever added value to a scene until this one, because he was able to produce those texts. Yeah. And of course he added value because he was just bringing, essentially bringing Jax into the scene. Um, but Hey, I'll, I'll take it. No, it was great. And I like, also it, it, Kristen, I'm just like, Kristen, why can't you just be normal for like once in your life? She like goes up to Stassi and hugs the life out of her and then has to like whisper deeply in her ear, like, congratulations. And I was like, this is why, Dodie, like people don't want you around is because you can't just be like, hey, congratulations, like so happy for you. And like Kristen is the 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 best friend in a romantic comedy. She reminds me of like Molly Shannon in Serendipity. Did you ever see that movie? Do I actually, I've never seen that movie. Oh, Serendipity is amazing. Everyone go watch Serendipity. Okay. She just reminds me of like the, the comedic. Well, no, she's not Kristen's not funny at all, but like she reminds me of what is typically the, the, the best friend role in a romantic comedy where it's always played by somebody who's like, really awkward and like has down on their luck with men like that's Kristen yeah it's like Katherine Hahn could play she could do like a really good yeah. Dodie yeah yeah because she did her bread and butter yeah. was doing those like awkward best friend in the rom-com roles yeah. for such a long time yeah um but yeah it is like that and like I love don't get me wrong like I love to watch it but I'm also just like Kristen like you've got to just like learn how to chill with people do we know if she's actually pregnant now? Is that is that still a is that a rumor? No, she says that she's not. I mean, okay. If she was, I would literally like light off fireworks and celebrate like in mm-hmm. the like just light off street fireworks. But well, I you, think that, you know my you know my oh finish your thought. No, I think she even said she was just like I was wearing like a really unfortunate outfit that day and had like bad yeah. posture. Um. I think I, I think in in the other thing we did together, I told you my theory that she's going to wind up becoming she's going to wind up the most successful of everybody on the show because she's going to sell the rights to this book that yeah. she's releasing and they're going to turn it into a TV show and she's going to become a millionaire. Off it. I want that for her. Like I want her to have nothing but like the ultimate success like i don't think like for Kristen, it's like until she really 
I don't think success will fix her more deeper issues, but I think that that will be like a real confidence boost for her and also like encourage her. It will push her in the direction of like wanting to address the deeper issues in life. Mm -hmm. And then also just like pedally, like I just want her to be more successful than like Stassi and Katie. Well, it'll be the best revenge. Yeah, it'll be the best revenge. And I think that like the book is like I can see it getting adapted into a TV show very easily. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's the plan. Like the co-writer is the author of how to lose a guy in 10 days. Or he's just not that into you. I thought, Oh, is it? He's not that in- one of those two. Mm-hmm. It yes. was that he's just not that into you. He's just not that into you. Okay. Yeah. But I'm yeah, here for it. Go. Like, God bless. Yeah. Also, someone told me like the guy that Dodie's dating is like worth $20 million. Yeah, I read that. Which I was into. But again, I'm like, I would also just love it if she were single. Anyways, Max gives us a speech about how important the ocean is to him. And he ends it by saying, let's spend some time picking up some trash and then let's hang out and enjoy each other's company. And I just wrote, that is the premise of Vanderpump Rules. (laughs) (laughs) And then also it turns out that they just are cleaning up an already very clean beach. Like there is actually no trash to pick up. Yeah. But they love picking up trash on the show so much. Like that is like a favorite pastime of these people (laughs) in particular. I've never seen so like such a group of people that just enjoys litter and garbage and is drawn to it. They're innately drawn to it. Yeah. But like, think about it. These are people who all worked worked in restaurants. Isn't the whole thing and working in a restaurant you're putting away food and garbage and cleaning and then you know cleaning away the trash and the the old food and making it pretty again it's, the whole, yeah. it's a metaphor it's True. a metaphor for ever life a grand metaphor <laughs> um but brett is actual trash because he will take the attention from sheena you he wants to be in a video like he is like a youtuber by trade and a mm-hmm. model And he wants the opportunity to see and be seen and then talk shit about Sheena after the fact. And I'm like, you're garbage for that. I have no respect. I'm looking, I'm pulling up his YouTube. I want to see how many subscribers he has. Like, was he, I think he was an actual, yeah, wow. He has half a million YouTube subscribers. Yeah. He's making a lot of money off YouTube. Right. I think that's where they all scouted him from. Like he's not like no. a waiter, nor do I. Be- I don't even think he actually like works at Sir. I think he's just like a plant. But like, also, it's just like you, like you don't hate it that much. If you really hated it, you right. wouldn't do it in the first place. Right. You would never have even offered. Like you would not have said yes to the opportunity to be in Sheena's video. And then he goes so far as to say, like, Sheena offered him a blowjob on set, which I just am like, queen. This was outrageous. This (laughs) claim, this actually, like, stopped me. Like, I would, like, I almost had to, like, pause the show. (laughs) Like, that was an out. Yeah, his little speech at the beach of, like, his, his relaying what went on, ending with, and then she offered to give me a blowjob, and I said no. And and then he says, and I love blowjobs. And you know how much I love blow. I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, his mother is watching this. But also to, like, say that to Dana, 
when I'm like, you're also in a storyline where you two are like together for all intents and purposes. So like you wouldn't act. That's when I'm like, you're faking it. Cause you wouldn't say that to someone that you're right. actually like dating. And also that I believe wild. that Sheena probably was like, when I blow job, <laughs> like jokingly was asking right. him, but in his mind, like this whole narrative, like, and I do think that Sheena, like, I see it for her, like, as the type of person that's just like, what? Everyone wants me. Like, I'm hot. Like, it's whatever. I believe that. But I also don't think that, like, that's what's going on with her and Brett at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, deeply disrespectful. Yeah. And I'm like, Brett, have some class for once in your pitiful life. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to relive it at the reunion. I know the zoom reunion the zoom reunion at least with the zoom reunion they're clearly gonna split it into like the ogs and the new crop you think you know, they so? can't yeah because if it's little boxes how could they have everybody on at the same time it, it, it they're gonna do like um it's gonna have to be like story by story that they yeah. i mean that they turn through i'm intrigued and like even tonight is like the summer house finale and then uh, they're having like a yeah. Zoom reunion so we get two hours of yeah. summer house which like praise god for Thank that god. but like yes i'm very excited to see like how that works out since you brought up summer house um so i i interviewed kyle cook uh-huh. um, it came out it came out this week and the juiciest thing he said in the interview First of all, he was like a delight to talk to, but the juiciest thing we got to it immediately. He basically said that Summer House is most likely going to be the only Bravo show that's able to film this summer. And like Why? he laid out, he so he laid out three different um, weight possibilities of how they could film the fifth season because typically they start mid June, and he's basically said what the producers have penciled out are basically three possible solutions. The first solution would be to they would quarantine before shooting the cast and the crew mm-hmm. and they would film it big brother style with them like locked in the house yes. the whole summer. <laughs> yes, do that to me. I need it. Do that also with the cast of Vanderpump rules. Just put them in like the <laughs> Warner Brothers lot in a fucking on a sound stage and just like yeah. let them have it. So he was basically like that. That'll be the most extreme scenario. Like doing it, he literally said Big Brother style. And then he said, if if we decide to push it into like July or August, then you know hopefully some bars and restaurants will be open by then, maybe at like half capacity, and we'll be able to get out a little bit. But he he kind of said no matter what, they would they most likely wouldn't be able to like go back and forth between the city and the Hamptons like the way they they film it during the week because it would be too much of a risk. Yeah. And that's also fine. Like, I don't mind the stuff that they have in the city. Like, it's kind of it's a nice it adds a little bit of texture to the show. But it doesn't. If you took that away, I'm not going to be mad at it. Like, I'm in (laughs) it for just like them at their summer house. Yeah. So yeah, he he basically was like, yeah, they had to pull the plug on Southern Charm. Like they got like three weeks in and they acknowledged the coronavirus, but then they just pulled the plug. I know that I know that Jersey only filmed like one week. They're going to have to scrap all that. I don't know about, I don't think anything else was filming. Maybe OC had been filming a little bit, but as far as Vanderpump, they can't film. No, there's no way. I mean, the only way that they could, there's no, yeah. And honestly, like 
thank God. They, we deserve a break, especially with all the bullshit that this show has been like true, just like bullshit hijinks that we've all put up with collectively as an audience for the past two years. And like these people need a year to think about their lives and think about what they've done, think about what they've done and then sit in the consequences of not having another season. And like also that's going to be very interesting financially for some of them. Like what, but they, but they also, I could see them just starting to film in January or starting to film in the fall. Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't get their, you know, the pride. Well, pride's canceled. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Also, I'm like, into it. we've seen pride enough. Like who cares about pride? Like pride enough, is like at this point, like pride. anything that is, <laughs> that we've seen now it just becomes spawn con for Lisa's shitty restaurants. So like, but I'm fine to let them have a break and stew for the remainder of 2020 and really take a look at their life and their choices and decide how am I going to change this? And what am I going to bring to the table and earn back the trust of the audience next year? Another cast member who I literally don't remember seeing at all yesterday or in this week's episode was Tom Schwartz. He's barely on the show now. I mean, I remember he was yeah. in the scene, but he doesn't do like he, he literally doesn't have a role on the show anymore. No, his most notable moment this entire season was him like blowing up at Katie and like verbally abusing her in front of his friends and the crew of the show. Which they need to dig more into. Yeah, but I think, truly, I think Tom and Katie have consciously decided to take a back seat because their only option, like, Katie doesn't have any sort of hustle or passion or job outside of doing this show. What would their option be? I think their only option, if they were to get really involved with the show, is, like, their relationship is shitty and showing like the cracks, the obvious cracks in their relationship, but they don't want to do that. So like, instead it's just like, we're just not going to say anything and kind of fade into the background and like hope that no one notices. And I would not be surprised if Jax and Brittany. Well, I could see them defaulting to kind of the same mode, but then I also couldn't because I think that Jax loves attention and I think that he craves like a camera on him. And I think that Brittany loves it too. So I think, and even if they were like, okay, we're not going to talk about it or show it, it would show up anyways because they're both too dumb to actually have the kind of self-control it would take to like craft a fictional narrative that's believable. What's interesting is that Jax isn't so... See, I would expect Jax to be a little more active on Instagram. Because I I initially had the thought he's addicted to being seen, like in the way like Bethany is. Mm -hmm. But you you clearly see that because Bethany documents every mundane moment in her life. And I say this as like a Bethany. Bethany is my number one for life. Yeah. Um, But Jax isn't that way. He doesn't sit in like Insta story like the minutiae of everything. Like he really does save it for the show. He's a bit of an exhibitionist. And and I think that he is also a bit lazy. So he likes people filming him. He doesn't want to do the work to film himself. Like he thinks of himself as Mm -hmm. something who draws people to then document his goings on. Mm -hmm. So if someone else is doing it, he's happy to like perform but then mm-hmm. to go the extra step is like work that he's unwilling to do. 
Right. Wait, so Jax is like hate texting Max and then we get a flashback to Sandoval and Jack's iconic number one guy in the group conversation. Yes. And I screamed because it was so good to be like, I just miss Jax. You take it back to that time. Yeah. Like Jax's bloat and his face and his jaw, (laughs) just like gurning his jaw. And then Sandoval's like hair glasses combination was truly shocking. (laughs) <laughs> I did. I did like that. They're they're really keeping the phrase "rage text" alive. Like, mm-hmm. I think that you know, I know that Tom and Ariana use it in their book, and like, it's part of the it's part of the fabric of the show. So, I do enjoy that they are breathing new life into that phrase. Yeah, and like these people love a rage text, and that's like just part of their. That is like what they do. And there's oh my certain God. people in the world that love to rage text. Have you noticed okay. that in life? Like I I the, yes. Yes. Like mm-hmm. I'm not personally like my fight style if I'm going to engage in like an argument with someone is like I would much rather talk face to face or talk on the phone. And like I'm not the kind of person like it takes it truly takes so much to move me to a place of scream and raging on someone like it maybe happens once every five years but I just like my fight style is very like we keep it respectful I don't say things that I know that I would regret saying later that could be like like I'm like respectful fighter if I do say so myself but like there are some people that do not want to that like prefer to go the route of rage texting passive aggressive yeah, but not even passive, just like aggressive, aggressive, like rage text. It would like rather actually just like attack over text than like engage in a conversation. And that's like such a personality vibe and choice. But like, that's what like Vanderpump rules. Those people have that very much in common with like other people in the world. I just think that there are certain types of fight styles and they all are a personality. They all have the personality type of like rage texters. When Tom Schwartz, remember, I was just saying, I I was just trying to remember what, you know, when I remember seeing him, when he said that he just delete the way his coping mechanism is to just delete the texts that like trigger him or that upset him. And that he he does that often with Katie. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest red flag possible that you are in an unhealthy relationship, friendship, work dynamic. I have been there personally mm-hmm. and you need to actively remove that person from your life. If you find yourself deleting texts, um, that, that's why it freaked me out so much. Cause I went through something like this yeah. and that is awful that he has to do that with his wife. I know it's like a very, it's a sign of some, a deeper issue. And I've had people in my life too, where I've had to like, just delete everything that they send to me like not as it's coming in but like afterwards I delete it because it's like I'm such a personality like I'll look back through and reread and reread me too yeah and I'm like that's unhealthy like I just can't have it like on my phone or computer like it has to just go and so if you're doing that with someone you might just like take it a step further and be like maybe I don't need this person around as much really bad but it's really also, really like, bad i highly recommend a deletion of any sort of like 
anytime you get rage text from someone, I think it's absolutely the best thing to do is delete. Absolutely. I mean, I would t- I'd like to take a video of the entire I do a screen video of a scroll through the entire exchange, then I'll send mm-hmm. to a friend so they can read obviously and be in on the drama. And then we can talk yep. shit about whoever was texting me that. But then I delete the text chain, but I'll keep the video just in case but I'll never look back at the video. That video right. is just for other people. But you can't have the bad and en- it's such bad energy, bad energy. Like That's why I would have to continually delete stuff. It was yeah. like the energy I couldn't live with. Mm-hmm. Get it out yeah. of there. Brett and Max go off to have like a side conversation where they talk about like the Dana situation, but still are talking about it in like very vague, unreal terms. And Brett goes, dude, you're a great dude, man, to Max. This was too much. This was insane. Like people don't talk to each other like this in real life. Like nothing anyone said in these various story, like, dialogues about the the triangle is like a no it it further underscored the fact that are we supposed to believe that matt and brett are friends or no because they clear we clearly have like never met before they don't know each other like they don't know each other okay and i think well i don't know i'm like what i glean from this i think max is a little bit better about selling like some sort of friendship narrative with Brett, even though I believe that they probably have just only met while filming Vanderpump Rules. And that's the only time in life that they even interact. But like Brett can't like Brett is the person who kills any sort of chemistry with anyone he comes into contact with whenever he opens his mouth. It's shocking. It's like, it's actually like a supernatural ability he has when his mouth he's is just shut, a really he's just a really really bad actor he's a terrible actor he's better silent like he's great in sheena's music video because he never speaks mm-hmm. and whenever he opens his mouth it immediately just like everything collapses and then dana when he's, allegedly- when he's, pretend- when he's pretending to be attracted to lvp it's t- too much yeah and i think she likes it like i mean i think that that's the reason that he's hired and is staying on the show someone had written like in subreddits or something that they have like a full-blown like close relationship with each other really like he's been at her house for holidays and stuff like that like he might have even been handpicked by lisa which i would fully believe because he has no business being in this world or on the show I wonder what the connection is. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. But like, please make this storyline stop. Like I'm ready. If Dana and Max are just going to be together and try and navigate the relationship. Like I believe, I believe in their chemistry, like whatever it is like. And I kind of, by the time we got to like Tom and Ariana's dinner party and they went and sat outside, I was like, okay, just like, let's do this already. Like, I'm here. Like, I, I'm invested. Like, let's just do it. Like, please, anything to like not have to go around in another circle of this like fake storyline. Yeah, I get when we get to that scene, that little moonlit scene by the pool. I got, I have some thoughts on it. Um. Then everyone starts talking about like the sun is setting. It's golden hour. The beach cleanup is done and everyone's had a beautiful day and then 
Max is like, thanks so much for coming. Jax has done nothing but rage checks me that this idea was stupid and like everyone was mad at me for organizing this day. And then Brittany has to like jump in and defend Jax. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's just having a two today. I think he said like, you know, I think it's Mercury's Gatorade. And I was dead at that. Mercury's Gatorade is life. And also it is like Mercury's Gatorade. Like every day <laughs> is Mercury's Gatorade when you're Jax Taylor. Oh, it's and it just, that, that you could not script. Yeah. And like Brittany, it sucks for her because I truly think she is someone who's believes in her own delusions. And like, it is going to, it is genuinely shocking to her that like, Jax could revert back to the kind of person that he was. Like I believed that she, I believe that she thought marriage would fix all their problems and like mm. they would move forward and she would get her fairy tale ending and everything would be hunky dory again. And like I think that we're experiencing her pain in real time. Mm-hmm. The last scene was uh, very. It felt very real very um i felt a lot coming yeah. from both of them I, I, I know we're not there yet but the last scene was extremely memorable yeah it was and like it sucks for britney that she's literally now attached to this person who she's going to have to spend their entire relationship like apologizing on his behalf mm-hmm. but it also works for him as like a bad boy like jerk to be with someone that will always shoulder the responsibility of his actions. So they're in the perfect hetero hell relationship. Ariana throws a dinner party and basically the best thing to come out of this is Sandoval. And I love Tom Sandoval too at the beach, just to go back when he's like, Hey, Brittany, why didn't Jax come? Like that was masterful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was, I love like a little poke troll because he just knows and then he even flexes more in the dinner party when he's like should i throw a rager the same day yeah yeah Yeah. and i was like yes it seems like that's exactly what he does i'm excited to move past wedding storylines just so that we can get back into the meat of the show which is just like dysfunctional friendships it reminded me oh something else so that the whole you know sandoval throwing a competing pool party it reminded me a little bit of like the toilet paper when they tp'd his house Mm -hmm. and he mentioned that in the in the instagram live like as we're going through this like more and more things are uh popping up for me he said that he thought it was actually really funny because obviously he didn't have to clean it up and he said his neighbors were pissed but he found it to be really funny well that's cool because yeah yeah, i mean i think it's like obviously it's for the show. So he, yeah. and it seemed like whoever was gardening was going to be the one cleaning it up. Cause we saw like the gardener in that episode, which I felt bad yeah. for him, but say la vie. Um, Sheena points out that Jax is freaking out because it's not all about him anymore. Very astute observation from my queen. Mm-hmm. And then Max and Dana go talk outside. And that's when we get this like greasy moonlit, scene see this okay this scene felt way too produced yeah for me it even felt scripted it feels like and this whole i think the big problem that i have with max and dana and brett is it feels 
like a different show, it feels like the hills. Like, you know, in the hills, yes. they would have these like yeah. really vague, meaningless conversations about nothing. But then like, it would just also be about like everything like they'd nothing would ever get decided. No one's really revealing any information. No one's even saying objectively, they're not being like, this is what I want. It's just like, I just like feel this way. And like, it's confusing. And like, it's weird, you know, and then the other person will be like, you are I don't even know, like, I guess like, I don't know yeah. what to do with that. And then like the music swells and everyone just stares off into the distance. And I'm like, that's what the Hills was. But this You're is dead Vanderpump on. Rules. You are dead on. It's their scenes, Max, particularly anything that involves Max. I mean, yeah, I guess Max and Brett is soft scripted. They're mm-hmm. giving them like beats to hit in the scene. Dana is better. Dana is a better actress than they than they are actors. Um, I don't believe that there is any sexual anything between these three people. And yeah, I think that's why I was just like, it's so strange. It felt like a, it felt like I was watching Grey's Anatomy or something. Like it felt like it was yeah, yeah like the hill a different. Back tonally a completely different show like a departure in entering a different like universe or dimension even like the second they way stepped it, outside but even the way it was out. but even the way it was filmed yeah like the shadows and the moonlight like we that's usually Vanderbilt rules like really lo-fi like yeah. it just didn't they're in like an uh, alley or something like that it's just like yeah. it's very it was very strange then we get to Dodie's pop up, and I love just like Kristen hustling her bustle, like telling people that she'll give them discount codes. Is oh like, my god, the best. When, when, she, when she said, it, "Okay, the the quote: If we don't have the Wi-Fi password, we're not going to sell any T-shirts. We're not mm-hmm. going to make any sales or sell any shirts." Was that because people were buying online? That's because people, she probably is using a square processor as someone who recently had to do like a whole merch setup at my, the one live show that didn't get canceled in my tour. Like you need Wi-Fi passwords sometimes with a square processor. If it's like, if you're connecting it to a phone with Bluetooth. So that's like probably why she needed the Wi-Fi. But I also just love like inviting your best friend's to an event and then forcing them to buy something is really a power move. I mean, <laughs> go crazy. Tell me anything you want and I'll give you the discount code. I've had friends do that to me. Oh for yeah. Sure. I mean, I fully life. have done that yeah. to friends, but like <laughs> it takes one to no one. <laughs> the hustle, the struggle. I um, love Kristen referring to herself as an entrepreneur. My mm-hmm. my work as an entrepreneur is never done. It's never done. She's ready to like shill her goods at good times at Davy Wayne's, which is like this seventies themed bar in Hollywood <laughs> that I've been to once and really like it is truly like a doty. It's like a do it's a very Vanderpump rules esque like mm-hmm. haven of day drinking. Though I did I was really wanting a tequila slushy Mm, tequila snow cone yeah that seemed very appealing i know i want nothing more no i mean i am too like i want it's now getting really hot in la like i want slushy alcoholic drinks delicious asap Mm -hmm. um brett again looks like hell 
his hair is out of control. I can't believe more people aren't just like outwardly trolling him. Like that would be a great, like you would think that people would just start making fun of him and this crew. And then that would be a great storyline just to like roast the hell out of Brett and have like a montage of people just like making comments mm-hmm. about his hair. Like why aren't, why isn't that happening? <laughs> Um, he again comes for Sheena, says he felt uncomfortable and tries to like confront her in front of Dana. And then he's like, I like, I felt uncomfortable when you're like sucking my ear and like blah, blah, blah. And like, I told, I told you like, I just wanted to wear jeans, but you made me like take my pants off. And I'm just like, this is Sheena's music video. Like no one asked for your creative input, Brett. Like you're literally a model do your job i liked i did like when she yelled at him it's called acting it's I called like acting that. yeah she's being professional and i also love sheena goes i felt uncomfortable too just fly and i love that she says fly instead of fyi that's genius <laughs> and i'm gonna start saying that <laughs> and then i was like she's being gaslit into trying to yes. like make it come across as though she's like an insane person and it's not gonna work because like Later on, also, like, I love when Brett, Sheena's like, I just need you for, like, a Friday shoot, like, shooting pickup shots that we, like, didn't get. And then later, like, Brett makes a stink and tries to come up to her. And then she gets fired from the pickup (laughs) shot. I love it. She's like, you know what? Actually, like, we don't need you and you don't have to come. And then Brett's like, well, don't actually, blah, 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 blah. Like, and then she's just like, no, like, I would say you're fired, but I'm not paying you. And I love, like... This is truly like, that's how you know Brett's trash is because he did this for free. Like, he wanted to do it. You don't do something like that for free if you really are like uncomfortable and don't want to do it. We're getting to the part, we're getting to another scene and in a little, another mini scene within this pop up event that was classic Vanderpump rules and like made me feel like really warm and fuzzy. Yeah, which which one? I want to see if you can guess the moment. All right, do you want to try and guess it? Uh, I think like it's well, my Jax favorite. and Kristen, obviously, uh-huh. but then Jack's going up to like Max and I think was it Max and Sandoval where he's like, I'm going through some mental problems and I just like oh, I yeah, have mental issues. Because <laughs> I'm that angry was... all the time. I'm like, you don't say. <laughs> that that was great. My one of the uh, scene a piece within this that really harkened back to the good old days was when Kristen admitted in the confessional interview that she was outright lying to Jax Mm -hmm. at the time just to get him you know out of her face that was classic so that was Vanderpump Rules so Jax goes up to Kristen also like Jax's fully again like on something in the scene and Kristen goes want a snow cone and Jax goes I sure do yeah sounds good like was (laughs) too hyped and then he goes how's the event going and I'm like how's it going like you're literally at the event like that's not a question a normal person asks like what is wrong with you so then Okay, Laura. Laura, how's this podcast going? (laughs) (laughs) How's this podcast going? Well, I Jess, I'm glad you asked. It's going really well. Thank you. (laughs) So Kristen made a blowjob sex tape with a paramour of hers, and then Carter happened to see it, and so, but there, so that's the drama. Yeah, and like, why does Jax care? Because he has, yeah, that like, was 
confusing. This whole piece with the sex tape confused me. Did they say it was a blowjob tape? Well, later it said Lala was like doing like an oral pleasure of some sort or made a reference to like an oral. So I just was like, okay. But so, and then it took me a couple watches to try and figure out exactly what had happened. But I think it's just that Kristen gave a guy a blowjob and let him film it. And then he texted her the video with like eggplant emojis or something. And then Carter saw the text but then I guess it's not that big of a deal because Carter and Kristen still fucked like when Stassi right. basically Kristen is like any excuse I can have Carter come over and like pity fuck me like I'll take it like she's in that part of the yeah. relationship where it's just like the or the breakup rather where which going back to your original like breakup idea I really think that Kristen should do some sort of like breaking up podcast like or could have done one with the whole Carter situation yeah. because she's like a messy breakup person. Yep. She could be my star when I produced that show that we invented at the beginning. Yeah. Dodie, if you're listening, get in touch. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But so then Jax is inexplicably like pissed about this or trying to get to the bottom or like expose her. And it's like, you can't expose a single person for anything that they do while they're like single, if no one's pissed about it, it's like, what do you think you're accomplishing here? You're not catching her doing anything. She's just hooking up with a random dude and she's not attached to anybody. Yeah. And if anything, it's just showing that Brittany is like a very untrustworthy friend because then it's like, but I don't even know if Brittany like told Jax about it. I think Brittany told Jax like something happened, but like, don't bring it up. And then Jax exposes Brittany so then it's just like shows that Britney can't be trusted. And then he mm-hmm. starts like yelling and carrying on about it, <laughs> like at Kristen's event. And it was just like, this was really, this was good Vanderpump rules energy. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Great scene. Jax is like flipping his shit. And then Kristen is like, what? Like, I can't have him like doing this, like blah, blah, blah. And then Britney goes, I don't think anyone like around can hear. But I'm also like, when- when he, she had to chase him through the restaurant, that was, it, it was all great. That was Yeah. Great. But then also I'm like, you're filming this. So like everyone can hear and see. But I feel like we're also like missing out on like, like why didn't, why did we not have a scene if the cameras are around and Kristen, like they're filming a scene of Lala calling Kristen and saying like, you're not invited to Stassi's book or engagement party, mm-hmm. why aren't we also just getting a scene of Kristen calling Carter and like having him come over and have sex? Mm. I don't get uh, why we are seeing things like after the fact, unless mm-hmm. it's like they actually weren't there that day and they just like fake filmed a scene of Kristen having that mm-hmm. combo with Lala, which actually they could have absolutely done. But yeah, I'm just like, I'm unclear. I'm unclear at like the wild inconsistencies this season, which I feel like last season was just across the board terrible. Like there just was not one single good episode last season of Vanderpump Rules. Mm -hmm. And then this season is like some of the worst episodes I've ever seen. And then also some great episodes. Yeah. The the best, but back to I know you said, I know you said like, 
this episode, like maybe your favorite of the season. I, I think my, this one was definitely up there. I absolutely loved the episode. I think the title was like X best man, X best friend. Mm-hmm. And the one it's not about the pastor, the whole yeah. pastor gate I found to be very watchable, very entertaining. Like I was sucked into all of that. Yeah, that was great conflict. And another great episode. And there have been like, there have been really good ones. But I'm just like, why is it so inconsistent? Like, is it a different I would love to know if it's like a different team of editors or story producers assigned to various episodes or like how they mix it up. Because I'm just like, they're tonally this season has been all over the map and no consistent lines have been like, like carried through or consistent conflict has been carried through. And I don't know whose fault that is, but I would actually love to out them and then like publicly shame them and have them like fired. <laughs> That's an interesting to, to try and research. I wonder if we'd be able to get that information in terms of like who is assigned which episodes to story produce. I mean, that may be too difficult to find out, but we can try. That's some yeah, good investigative like- journalism. I need I need people on the case because I'm just like, what is going on? Like, I don't get how you get a scene like this or an episode like this. And then like an episode like the Vegas Spawn Con episode where it was just like, my God, are we have we really reached this low? Or the, the funeral for the fucking lizard. Oh, yeah. Even I was kind of into a lizard funeral. Like. <laughs> I wasn't that pissed about dog the lizard's funeral because I feel it, but I feel like we could have even taken it a step deeper and been like, why did this lizard die? Clearly, obviously of neglect. Like let's get, let's go one step deeper into like how dark is their relationship that like an innocent animal had to die in order to generate content. Um, Lisa sipping James's drink to like make sure there's no alcohol in it is so rude and like insane to me. This scene felt, I mean, this was obviously set up extremely produced, found it very odd that we never saw James. Like, did he actually DJ that night or was this TBD? I don't know. I mean, this seems yeah. like a scene where Lisa's like, we obviously like since Lisa drew the line last season and like told James he was fired or whatever. Like mm-hmm. you obviously do need a scene where James is now like welcomed back into his role at Sir or whatever. And I think also part like Lisa wants scenes like this to show that she's actually like such a good person and so caring and like forgiving and blah 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 but i agree it was just like insanely produced like it's like lisa vanderpump propaganda the only saving grace of a scene like this is queen raquel who like (laughs) cruises up to the table and goes would you like anything to drink a rosé perhaps and lisa goes does the pope have a balcony and raquel just goes what what What?" (laughs) And that is the energy that I would, that Lisa needs to be checked with at all times is what energy? Because she truly is operating from a place of what throughout this entire season. I couldn't believe that James just like laughed in Raquel's face. I know. I was like, I felt defensive of Raquel when he was like, she had to think about it for a minute. I was like, don't just like try and say she's stupid. I was like, that was true comedic genius. And honestly, like, 
high level fuckery that Raquel pulled to what Lisa like that. Do you think James will stay sober? I mean, I hope so. I think that it's, I don't know. It's, it's hard when someone has done, had such like a public battle with alcoholism, like on TV. Like I believe that he's an alcoholic and I think that we've, what we've seen of his family dynamic, like it makes a lot of sense why he would use alcohol as like a coping mechanism. Um, but I would hope I root for him to stay sober because I do think that he's like truly just like a very dynamic and watchable and entertaining person and more fun to watch sober than fucked up. Like mm-hmm. he is like has a lot of energy and I think he does have a really good read on people and he's like a fun part of the show. Like I missed him so much when he oh, was like cut out he, of the show. It's yeah. Like the entire, I mean, I consider this entire season he was pretty much cut out of. And, and, and um, when I interviewed Ariana, she had said, that she and Tom run into James like during the beginning of filming and they were like, where are you? You should be filming. He's like, I know I'm working on it. Like he was still working out like contract stuff. Like he was still being punished mm-hmm. by Lisa, um, you know, when it was playing out through just like con- contractual stuff. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I really hope that production and Lisa, the executive producers have to understand that he is, critical to the success of the show at this point he is Mm -hmm. just he's he's definitely one of the most dynamic people on the show and to give him such a minor role this season like maybe one scene per episode and it it, he wasn't in like the first five episodes this season and then beyond that one scene an episode like how how does that make sense if you're trying to produce an entertaining show if you hearken back if you look back at the most successful seasons they're the ones where he was the star of the season Mm -hmm. seasons four five you know well it's an interesting dichotomy because i think like james obviously like had like was struggling actively with alcoholism and i do think that lisa does really care about him and they have a relationship that goes beyond just like him being on vanderpump rules and like in his situation, I do think that she felt responsible to like put pressure on him to get sober and knew the only way that she could achieve like and make her point to him was to like threaten him financially. And mm-hmm. so you have that going on kind of underneath everything. Like it's they definitely like she refers to that somewhat, but it's interesting that you say like at the beginning of the season, even like contractually, it was like, what's going on? Like, are we going to fix this? And so I hope that he is, I hope that he is like sober for the right reasons. And like, it's not just like Mm -hmm. a temporary, can I get back on the show and then get fucked up kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Like for just for his own well being. But it's interesting that that is also like a real thing that's going on in a real struggle that he and Lisa have together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, I just love him so much. Like I want him in every scene. Yeah. Yeah. I want him on the show in every scene. I want him like, I think that he absolutely 
could get back to a place of like talking shit to people and like stirring up drama, but it just doesn't have to get to like such a dark level. Like obviously like him talking shit to Katie and like body shaming her is like kind of just like easy. It's easy and low. It's low low hanging fruit. fruit in the sense of, in the same way as how Dana and Brett and Max are being to Sheena, like just low hanging fruit, like doesn't take a lot of creativity. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to like lift and shift to a new reality with James. He goes, white Kanye is back in business to Raquel. (laughs) I live. Okay. So the the white Kanye thing. So when I was rewatching season four and I so recommend this to anybody who's just quarantined up in their home Oh, season four. And you know what? This has inspired me. This podcast has inspired me. I am going to binge season five because I want to, I mean, obviously I've seen these all, but I yeah. haven't re rewatched. I'm going to watch season five next. Um, it's good to revisit. And like season yes. five, I mean, everything up through season six was reality TV show gold, even though yes. season five was a tough season because it's just like, so it's like, really just predicated on Katie being like miserable bridezilla and like her sad relationship with Schwartz, but mm-hmm. it still is just like so entertaining. You have them like going to new Orleans and yeah, like, yeah, it's just like, this is the best show in the history of television until it hit season seven. And then it became one of the worst shows in existence. What I saw in the, in the rewatch of season four was when I guess they had just finished that that first song that he had done with Lala. He, it was when he says for the first time, I'm the white Kanye. Mm-hmm. Like just he says it and you can tell that it's the first time he's saying it on camera because he just has this, con- it's like this, he's saying this with such confidence and like this is a fact. It's just like the, the, the sparkle was in his eye and I was like, this is a fucking star. Yeah, he believes. He believes in himself. Yeah. And honestly, I think he's a talented guy. Me too. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> um, Jax and Brittany get oh, man. back home. Mm-hmm. And they're, Jax is like putting together some sort of fan or something. And Brittany's like crying. And Jax is basically like yelling at her. And she's like, you can't just yell at me and take it out on me. I feel like you always take out your anger on me or anyone else. And then he's like, what? I'm not allowed to have a bad day. And then he says a very revealing statement, which he's like, I smoke a lot. And then I get hungry. And then I gain 20 pounds. And I got to lose it. So I take Adderall. I can't win. And I was like, maybe if you weren't doing so many drugs, you would feel like more of a sense of equilibrium. Just a thought. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I said before, it was a moment of like raw honesty from him and it explained the fluctuations in his weight, which we see between the scenes of him leading up to the wedding juxtaposed with the confessionals. He's clearly 20 pounds heavier in the confessionals. Yeah. They, I think that if they film, especially his like way after they film the season, mm-hmm. like he looks totally different. Um, like his hair is terrible and like, he's just looks a mess. Yeah. He's one um, of the people who I've never seen like him and Christian Bale just like both fluctuate in yeah. weight and body so much. It's like it cannot be healthy. Yeah. For either. Yeah. Of them. I, I, I love that 
he was being honest about the Adderall and that he's struggling with his weight. Like I felt that to be relatable. I felt like the weight fluctuation to be like a very relatable moment. Um, and that like he smokes pot and he gets hungry and he eats and it's a mess and he has to lose the weight. Like I, I felt for him like that was, you know, yeah, I did. I, I mean, I love it when they expose their, or when they talk, frankly about their drug use i really am into that like when stassi flipped out at that her birthday party and like ran down the street and then she was like yeah i just like took too much adderall and like tequila Mm -hmm. like i love it when they're just like open about that kind of stuff because it's like clearly all these people are on drugs and alcohol all the time so like Mm -hmm. we deserve as an audience for that transparency but Mm -hmm. also i'm just like we deserve the transparency and the reality of being like, yes, Jackson and Brittany are at the same exact place that they were pre-engagement, post-faith, cheating, mm-hmm. scandal, and nothing has changed. And this, like, we deserve to see this dynamic now play out and, like, mm-hmm. at least, like, at least so that we're not gaslit into believing, like, oh, now everything's fine or, like... right. And, like, when Jax is like, we're in a marriage, we're going to fight, we're going to have brawls. I was just like, brawls? Like, <laughs> yeah, you can argue in a marriage, but no, you should not be having brawls with anyone in your life. When he said in the earlier scene, I think it was at the, yeah, I think it was at Kristen's pop-up shop. When he said to Sandoval and maybe Max that he was, like, having mental stuff, what was he talking about? I think... He probably does have like crazy mood swings if he's going uh-huh. on. I mean, like, if he's taking Adderall just like consistently for long periods of time, like, when you do that, it m- changes your personality and turns your personality into a horror show. So, like, I mean, is I it believe- basically, is it, cre- is, is, do you think like that is what's creating or at the source of like the manic behavior? Yeah, I think he probably takes a lot of drugs. He drinks alcohol. He's either like stoned or on uppers. He's like, uh, takes so much like weight loss supplements. I think he's probably fucked up his metabolism from all of that. I think that there's, he obviously like lost his dad recently and has like a lot of unprocessed grief. He went through a really, shaky moment in his relationship that just got shoved under the rug and instead of actually dealing with any of his life problems he just got married instead so Mm -hmm. like now all of this it's like yeah you're probably going to have insane mood swings from that because you're emotionally all over the map and then if you add any sort of like substance abuse to the mix it's gonna blow it all up so like yeah i absolutely believe he's having like mental issues like that tracks but like i'm hope that we see more of them what an episode. What an episode. And then it ends with him, like, when he acts, like, stupid to Brittany, where he's, like, do- like he acts like he doesn't know what she's talking about, where he's, like, why are you crying? You're just crying because I mean to other people? Like, I love that form of, like, abuse in a relationship. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> when you act, like, you know, I've, like, you know, I'm sure, like, we've all done it where you just, like, act, like, clueless. Like, you don't know just so the other person feels really stupid. I was like, wow, that's real. Like, what? Yeah, this was a chef's kiss of an episode. I'm I'm hoping that we can, because now, like, we're, like, rounding home on the season. Like, I'm hoping that we can, like, pr- 
it can, this episode can propel us into a really good final couple of episodes and have them really be on the heels of Jackson, Brittany. If that's what this season was all about their you know, leading up to their marriage, have it now be like the real zoom in on like, okay, what is it like now that the wedding is done? And if he is having these episodes and she's crying, like, let's say it. Yeah, let's see it. And let's like watch people take sides and see how they like deal with it and how this affects like everyone's relationships. I mean, it is insane to me. This just shows like how I think it's a testament to how good the show was in the beginning in those first six seasons that this that Vanderpump Rules has an audience that has so much goodwill built up towards this show that we will sit and put up with 18 episodes of trash mm-hmm. like and a past season 24 episodes plus 18 episodes of utter garbage in order to get back to like where we were like we're basically all like heroin addicts chasing the dragon <laughs> and I guess like we're in it together and in it to the bitter end but like please god like or someone make it like make Vanderpump rules good again. Make Vanderpump yeah. rules great again. And with that, I announced my bid for presidency. When you run for mayor of West Hollywood as yes. seen on last week's episode of Beverly mm-hmm. Hills. <laughs> I will be running against the mayor of West Hollywood on the platform. Make Vanderpump rules great again. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Jess Rothschild. Thank you so much for joining me and doing a really deep dive into this week's episode. Tell great. I'm so glad I came on a good one. Yeah, me too. Tell everyone where they can find you. Oh yeah. Um, So my podcast is called hot takes and deep dives. Uh, you can find it everywhere. Um, you can find me on Instagram, JessXNYC. That's it, baby. I love it. Um, if you uh, want tons of bonus content, you can sign up to become a patron on patreon.com slash podcast. There are recaps of seasons one and two of Vanderpump Rules on there. There's like hun- over 100 bonus episodes and it's a really good solid investment lots of bang for your buck if you're wanting to support the show and buy merch you can buy merch at sexyuniquestore.com and uh that's about it until next time bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.